podcast i am actually after years and years of talking about doing a podcast i'm actually doing one and let's just hope our microphone works correctly we've had some uh some issues with our microphone we can't complain though because it was free and it's nice and it's good and it's gonna work great we got some yeah okay slow down my name is bob bob Macala, and um Well, why are you here? Maybe I've told you about it. Maybe you've seen me posting about it somewhere on social media. Maybe uh, you stumbled. Who who know? Who the hell knows how you found it? What's important is that you're here, and um, we are moving forward with this idea. This idea was hatched several years ago, at least ten years ago, in my mind, anyway. Um, there is some dispute as to where the name a marijuana originated i uh, i am 99 percent sure that um i came up with the idea in the early aughts 2002 one two three maybe and um the idea came about as a result of well a lot of different things one was uh i love reading studs turkle in um in college i never heard of the guy before i come to find out he was a famous Chicago columnist, columnist, and uh, he also did a series of books where he talked to average normal people about their lives, and um, I was assigned this, one of his books, a few of his books actually, in uh, at UCLA for a history class, and, and uh, I loved hearing about just people telling their stories in a, in an honest, um, conversational way, and, and um, so I I thought I wanted to kind of merge that idea of listening to people's stories along with people's pot stories because um, as I'm sure a few of you um, have come to realize that quite often when you are after you smoke some pot interesting well seemingly interesting things happen conversationally in the moment, it seems fascinating and genius and and compelling, but um, and then you wonder afterwards, was it really that good? Well, we're gonna find out here because I've got a series of conversations that I've uh, I've recorded. I used to work at a dispensary in um, Silver Lake, California, on Sunset Boulevard, called Sunset Junction Organic Medicine. Um, oh, excuse me. Okay, we're three minutes and fifteen seconds into this, and um, my no, my voice—I feel like a little nervous. I'm hyperventilating. My heart's beating real fast, and um, I'm drinking while I'm trying to. I'm drinking um, apple juice. Yes, apple juice and water. It's a little watered down because I'm not trying to cut back on my sugar intake, but. <laughs> this is very strange sitting here in a 
you know, living room alone, talking into my iPad and my uh, Rode, 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 how do you pronounce it? R-O-D-E. It's got that funky symbol over the uh, O. But, um, yeah. Oh, and now somebody's knocking on the door. Hold on. Okay, we're back. We're back, and uh, that was a little interruption. There was a guy, a delivery guy, looking for apartment 6J. And um, seeing as how we live in apartment 608, and there are no lettered apartment numbers, he uh, he was a little lost, and uh, that's just the way things go in this brand new Cobble, Cobble Hill, Brooklyn building that we moved into. 29 days ago and um, yeah so from Austin te Texas via LA yeah yeah okay so okay gotta edit that out no no we're not gonna edit any anything out we're just gonna go straight into this so so the idea is a marijuana a podcast it's conversations with people about their pot history, their pot opinions, and uh, occasionally um, it will be taking place under the uh, umbrella of some pot smoking. And um, yeah, so when I worked in the dispensary um, from a while, from in 2009, yeah, and early 2010 before I moved to Austin and on St. Patrick's Day, 2010 is when I moved to Austin and ended up living there for four and a half years before getting married in October and moving to Brooklyn um, a month and a half later after the wedding. So here we are, living in Brooklyn. It's December, what is the date today? December 15th, 10 days away from Christmas. And uh, I've been talking about doing a podcast for years. I've got hours of conversation in, uh, among friends from the dispensary um, during my time driving a cab in Austin, um, several road trips around America. So um, we're going to see if all these old conversations and a lot of new conversations have any, uh, any merit, any va listening value. I think they do, but um, then again, I was just there for these conversations. I haven't listened to them yet. So that's what's going to be part of this process is, is me listening probably usually for the first time to <laughs> all these hours and hours of content that I've uh, acquired, accumulated, racked up over about hmm, 25 years or so. Yeah. So... Um, We'll see how that goes. Okay, did you know we're calling it a marijuana? Nah, I didn't know about that. I was just told to come here today and like get ready for a podcast. It sounded like right up my alley, so here I am. Have you ever been on a podcast? No, I never have. First one. Do you ever listen to podcasts? No, never. You have. Never heard of. So it's like my first. Uh, I'll probably be the first one I listen to too. Wow, no, <laughs> you gotta hear some before you listen to this one. All right, you gotta have some to, to uh, compare it against. You know. I see. Like I see what you're saying. It's kind of like you know, I come in here, you know, I look at the bud, and it's like I I can see the name, I can see what it is, but I don't really know anything about that but all I have is the comparison I have from everybody that I've tried beforehand when I'm looking at this I I yeah. think I'm following you there yeah 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 you know get them over there your friends over there yeah. do, you, do you understand what you just said yes, sir. 
You do? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's his name again? His name is Matt. Like, Matt. Uh, Matt, can we use your name? Yeah, of course. Matt. I got a cool man. Like, anybody, anybody who, like, knows about herb, like me, like, I go mainly by, like, smell and look and density. But, like, I feel like he's probably, like, on a step higher about that connoisseur level, just kind of being able to, like, pick and choose and find good buds. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like... It's like sometimes I go to him and ask him, you know, like what's going on here or there, and he kind of let me into this spot here. You got you here. Yeah, I got has me he, in here. Has he turned you on to other places around town too? Um, yeah, actually, there's been another spot that's also close by. It's also on Sunset. Not that we and, want to promote other dispensaries or anything, but that's cool. But you know, we like to, cool. you know, we're all a community, right? Exactly. It's all yeah. about love. That's exactly. what we're about, you know. So we're trying to, you know, spread the love everywhere we can go. And well, what's you know, that? Well, what's back. that place's name? You know, I really don't know. I'm not really good. You know, I'm going to be completely <laughs> well, honest with you. Okay, that's good. I don't, I don't even know the name of this place. Like, oh. Like, okay. I, know, I, all, I know every place I go to by, like, <laughs> I go, I go, name, I go by, like, name this place. I remember the people. Yeah. Like, to be honest, oh, I remember cool. the people because, like, I can go get good bud a lot of places, mm -hmm. but, like, you don't get, like, interesting conversation or you get real, like, real people experiences everywhere. Sometimes it is what you were talking about, remember? Yeah. Like, when it's just, like, I don't want to make eye contact with you. I'm here to do a business. Yeah. I got you the service. Now you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. Please leave so yeah. I can sell money, sell this stuff to somebody else. Exactly. And, you know, that's not really what I'm about. Like, I mean... It's about being real with other people. Like, it's a human being behind a counter, and it's a human being on the other side of the counter. I'm giving you money for something else, yeah. but we're having a real experience. So. Yeah. so that's what I like about, like, a lot of these places, you meet a lot of real people. I feel like this is, like, a real, like, new industry. So, like, you still get a lot of that these yeah. days. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of places that are just oversaturated now, yeah. and you don't get that feeling anymore. Yeah, yeah. We barely have it. That right there was the doorbell. It was really annoying. I used to have nightmares about that that noise, but it did the job. Let you know somebody was there, and it was in lieu of actually having a security guard. Back with the marijuana. Back, hopefully not gone too long. Y'all probably didn't notice it, but we were gone. Yeah, we. <laughs> I think I found a sidekick. This guy's good, man. He's gonna pick up the slack where I'm forgetting to say something, and he's boom, he's right. Thank you. Yeah, because you know, you, like man. it's it's about this whole thing how we share one consciousness. So if you forget something, technically I forgot it too. So I'm already trying ah. to figure out you know what to do in this situation i'm like well he's, he's slipping I'm how old are something. you you're 19 right 25 25 oh I yeah i only 19. look 19 you can't oh, see me but yeah. i look 19 he's good does not have he's, he's not gonna have a wrinkle for probably but 20 25 more years it's a great thing about having like tons of melanin in your body like that melanin just acts like leather on your tons skin of what a melanin no a melanin. oh man it's great man it's what makes us darkies nice and dark man. <laughs> <laughs> like when y'all get sunburned i'm chilling i got a tiny bit not much can you believe this guy's half Mexican? Half Mexican. Oh man, I, you know I believe you because my brother is lighter than he is. If you can believe Your that, and, and he's from El Salvador. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So, so it's like I, I'm like not surprised. He looks like an Armenian terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> you look way more Mexican than he looks. Ah, like, that's good. That's good. I'm happy you said that. Thank you. Of course, this is a radio or podcasting, so everyone's going. What do they look like? So this guy, you, how would you describe your skin color? My skin color. I would say that I look like maybe, uh, have you seen the Carlos V chocolates? Like those standard <laughs> chocolates? It's perfect because my name is Carlos, oh. so I'm like the color of Carlos V chocolates. Oh, and like just, good. you know, and, and I'm pretty like well toasted all the way around. I don't got that light skin underneath my arms. Like <laughs> it's kind of toasted on top and bottom, hold through, oven toasted. Quizno style. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so this stuff, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from Los Angeles. My family high school is from El Salvador. I went to Marshall High School. Marshall. So oh, wow. Local, local cat. 
So Marshall's on the corner of Tracy and, uh, and St. George. St. George, right. Okay. Yeah. Griffith Park, too, is another street that you'll know right so around So you're there. local. You oh, were... yeah. I grew up in Silver Lake. I grew up on the other side of Sunset, which is the bad side, you know? <laughs> but like Cesar Chavez side? or yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Like Basically, like we're up here towards Silver Lake and Echo Park, right? So right. if you're on Sunset, once you get past Benton back in the day, that was Echo okay. Park. Now right. Echo Park goes further down. Like, it's Echo Park now. It's actually Echo Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I live on Silver Lake on, I would say say that's the west side of sunset because that's actually like going towards temple not the good side okay i got you yeah, but now now temple is the bad side so now that part where i live now it's like, oh, okay we're okay yeah yeah we're good here it was scary for a while though. oh yeah i used to go to bellevue park all the time i seen someone shot in the face like point blank range at the park while it, i was on the swings i was on the dead are you uh, that one, I was about nine years old. Shot in the face. Yeah, and then me too. I got right. the same experience. Yeah, it's, it was crazy around here. It was crazy. I was actually in uh, Linux over in Ada Cornicia, uh -huh. and I saw that's what happened to me. Nine years old, saw that boom. Wow. So I can relate to that. Yeah, and then what does that do to you when you're nine years old and you, and you experience that? You um, think it does? It's got to leave a lasting impression, right? I think everything that happens in your life leaves a lasting impression. But overall, it's up to that person to define and like figure out what's left inside of them when that something like that happens so for me for example i could say nothing happened but well look who i am now so yeah. this is what happened yeah you know what i mean so, so like yeah it's all good you know yeah. like it worked out nicely yeah exactly but i'm chill with that i drink so, to that one so you're talking about higher consciousness and collective con consciousness and um, concepts that um, I, you, you don't hear a lot of younger people talking about or i don't i mean i have but but not i guess if most people in mainstream America don't assume that that kind of thinking is going on with young people. Do you, do you disagree with that or am um, I way off base? Because I do, but I don't think a lot of older people see that. I think that in general, when you start dividing it up by age-wise, like it's hard to yeah. think about what people are thinking about because the way it is right now, like it's all geared, like the society that we have is geared to give you types of information to be thinking about at a certain age. At like 12 mm -hmm. to 18, you're thinking about high school, you're thinking about how to look cool, you're thinking about how I get this to impress this person because you're not that, you know, experienced. You don't know what it takes for people to notice you when it really doesn't take anything. You're already special. And then... Once you get older, you get to 20 to 30, now you're thinking like, what, well, I haven't done anything with my life up until this point. So society again tells you, you got a job, you got a kid. What do you got in your life that means something worthwhile? So they give you all these set of problems to think about. So it keeps you from thinking about these things. Yeah, you well, know, but like, you're also being marketed to at different ages based on what they think you should be thinking about, based on what they think you should want. And it's not, it's not free thinking, it's not thinking of the, you know, the collective, you know, the greater good and the higher consciousness. It's like, I, I should feel like crap about myself and I should need this to, you know, fix that wound. True, and there's like a lot of good books that like go through this that never get like much attention, like Death of a Salesman. For mm -hmm. example, like that guy, like, I mean, he did everything to try to live the American dream. He gave up everything he could for his family. Yeah, he killed himself so, like, his family could, like, survive, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. But, like, what did he get at the end of that? Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> there's a lot of that happening right now, too. There's probably more Willie Lomans in America right now than at any point in the last 80 years, you Exactly. Know? Everyone's getting to that finish line, to that one plateau. I got my car. I got my house. I got my kids. I got my job. I got my I retirement. I got my retirement. I don't got anything you know what I mean they realize that and then that's when it hits them finally it took them all those years to like figure out what we just needed time to figure out is 
I already had everything. I didn't need to spend my life trying to get everything. Everything's already been given to me. And that's the, that's the big joker that they play on you, you know? It's like you grow up thinking that you need to get these things, whatever these things are, you know? Yeah. And when you get there, you realize you really didn't accumulate anything in your life. When did you start understanding those concepts, though? Very young. You I, very oh, young. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say, like... As young as like five, six. I mean, right. I, I've had a very, I've had a very interesting like come up, like a bring, like getting brought up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, don't have parents and stuff like that. What do you mean you don't have parents? Like basically, like my parents passed away, uh, like at a very young age. My father when I was about five. My mom at about fourteen. And then like there's a whole lot, a lot of other things that happen in like because of that and that make you think certain things. And like mm -hmm. one thing that I, I come like Matt um, knows a lot about this because we have a lot of similarities in the way we thought about school mm -hmm. and like things How that just don't make sense. School? Just that you know, it doesn't make sense that um, that you would that you would what's it called have to learn that everything is the same for everyone, like information wise, yeah. like streamlining information. It's not it's not how you get true knowledge. That's just information. Yeah, you know, like because basically, like we said about the whole situation, what does that do to someone? Yeah. it's up to the person to define those situations and right. the knowledge that you're getting. It's not relevant to you. Yeah. Because because not everyone lives the same way. Not everyone has to deal with the same problem. So how yeah. are you gonna streamline education so that it helps everyone? Yeah. There's things that people need to know, and those things are: you're born, you're here, and you have to share this place with a lot of other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that, yeah. if you can't understand and those simple nurture points, positive attributes in school. That's what school should be about. Exactly. Like find out what you're good at and nurturing, helping the guys that feel like crap and are the shrinking violets and the wallflowers and, and nurturing free thinkers like you. How did you how did you do in school? Did you like um, school? No, I was not very fond of school. I did really well with my elementary, like so good to the point where I could probably not do homework and they'd give me an A. I did horrible um, through King Middle School. Um, I got my first fails. King, right around the corner. Right around the corner. School. In fact, um, I did so bad that um, I, even though I had high test scores, I was put in remedial classes my ninth grade year and then moved forward my 10th grade year because obviously I was not supposed to be there. Jeez. And then I did horrible my first two years of high school and then I got over a four point, I got 4.3s my last two years of school. Wow. So I ended wow. up, I ended up with, yeah. So I ended up with a seal of, uh, of grad, like grad, like oh here's a funny one. I graduated with honors at like near the top of my class, but yeah. I didn't graduate with my class because I did not have, have passed the requirement of economics. So I had enough credits to pass, and I had and I was above all like about at least like over 700 kids yeah. in school. Like there was know, one like, class you But the pass, so I didn't get my diploma as when everyone else did. But Jeez. when I got it, it had a seal on it, so yeah. it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice job. Congratulations. Yeah. This guy is one of the leaders of the future here. Yeah, and then I think, like since you said, like leaders of the future, one thing that I want to like backtrack on but when you just yeah, just, just the future. Yeah, exactly. We're about now, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. But like what I was saying about like here you're saying like what does that do that do to someone? I think it's really important to know that like people don't have nature. Like there isn't a such thing as human nature. Like we aren't any specific way. Yeah. Like we're just like the cells that are born like when we're born, stem cells. Mm -hmm. They become what is around them. The environment is what shapes people. Mm -hmm. So when you see things like murder and you see things like deviance in the society, it's not a problem with the people of society, it's a problem with the society. Inequalities are then mirrored by the society that you know it's showing. So if like the, the social system is unequal, mm -hmm. it's gonna be mirrored by its people and that's mm -hmm. what you have. You mm -hmm. have inequality throughout People. You have people who kill, you have people who steal, you have people who burglarize, who terrorize, whatever you want to call it. But these are not 
Like, you know, I'm sorry to say, this is not their fault. People mm-hmm. always want to put the blame. But the truth is, it's a, it's a symptom to the sickness that we call society. Yeah. The society is sick, is yeah. what I'm saying. I need about <laughs> five hours with this guy to figure out how to fix the problems and the sicknesses of society. And we never even got around to your pot talk. Not so a, much for our cannabis conversation. Yeah, you know, like... Wow. We'll do. We'll, we'll we'll do another five minutes. It's okay. It's cool. And then we you can do five minutes. And I'm down. Also, okay. Yeah, that I'm was all to. good, though. I really, I love what you're saying. So. Now this is the part of the show where if we had a sponsor, we would just drop in a little uh, reference to uh, stamps.com or be you know Adam and Eve talking dildos and lubricants or I don't know. Maybe we'll get a whole new kind of sponsor. Pipes of nice. Um, lighter company, Bic, we're available, um, but we don't have that yet because this is our first uh, episode. So let's just get back to Carlos, because man, what an interesting guy! Hot damn! What do you know? A smart, intelligent, articulate guy, twenty-five-year-old no less, at a dispensary. Let's go back to Carlos. So we made the, the plastic one, like we used two plastic bottles, you know. Oh, you know what I mean? So, so like, like the what's it called? The yeah. top part was the hit, and then like we just kind of like yeah. made slits on the on the sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we made the bowl from there. Yeah, dude. Fence too because they're hollow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they already came with a small hole at the other end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was too funny, man. I thought I was the only one who got those, man. <laughs> nah, man, but everybody was using aluminum, like they would take, like, just basically, like, so much aluminum, like maybe four pieces of it, and just keep rolling it over each other, like how you make a, r- a rubber ball, you know, like how you just keep rubbing, putting rubber around. That's how they used to make the aluminum pipes until, like, I was like, yo, I read, I read somewhere, I was like, when you smoke out of aluminum, like, you're actually smoking the metal, too. So I was like, oh, I can't be doing that. That's not a good idea. Finally, we've talked for 15 minutes, and we have not hit on the um, cannabis conversation yet, so we're going to get into that right now. Are you ready? So I'm always ready for cannabis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cannabis. First question. Here's first question. How old were you when you first smoked it? This is a kind of a two, three, five-part question. How old were you when you first smoked it? Um, what were the circumstances, and what was the uh, what was your perception of, of marijuana before you smoked it? All right, easy, like great questions, y'all. Like basically, I was 14 when I first smoked it. Uh, me and my friend we went house on the ground of some bomb chronic, some sticky stuff, the good stuff. I was lucky that I didn't actually smoke stress my first time. Um, my perception of marijuana came from beforehand. I was totally like one of those people who was like, nah, I don't really think I'm ever going to need that. I'm not going to do it. You know, that's basically where I was coming from, just be completely honest. But um, we, we got this. Me and my friend were both down. What made you change your mind? What made you say, okay, I'm cha- I now want to do it. I'm 14. You know, like, it wasn't really even like, it was just kind of like, I'm just always down to try new stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. just the type of person I am. And so I guess I just spoke, like, with a really young mind at that time. I was just like, oh, you know, I thought of never. And I, I realized that never is, like, pretty long-ass time. <laughs> so, like, so I just backtracked on that. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, maybe I should give something a shot before, like, I, you know, just say forget about it for my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I decided to try it at 14. Like those thoughts were like maybe a year ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, the circumstance was we were at my friend's house. He lives in Silver Lake, on Sunset, like on the hill by Mitchell Trainer. 
And um, we were we, we smoked out of like a, a right, plastic bottle. Right down the street. Yeah. We were on the same street where you... Literally, had, like wow. about four blocks away. Wow. <laughs> nice. Here. And we, we made a bong out of a plastic bottle. And then, um, and what's it called? Um, we smoked it out of that. And MacGyver. it was Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was our first MacGyver time. bong. Nice job. And it worked great. It was really good, you know? Like, and, and so besides the fact that we're smoking out of plastic, it was good. It's better, yeah. than, it's better than aluminum, you know? Aluminum hurts. Oh, aluminum's <laughs> better than plastic? No, no. no plastic's plastic. better than aluminum. Really? Aluminum yeah. will cause uh, Alzheimer's, actually. Alzheimer's, and it can scratch your throat, too, because like, you're smoking plastic metal. Plastic cannot be good for you, though, either. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. not, not I'm not condoning the plastic. <laughs> Okay, there's that damn uh, doorbell again. Not good. It's smoking out of a plastic pipe. Not good. Don't try this at home, kids. Real, real, real bad. First time, right? Yeah. And it, and it worked out good. I mean, it was like I'm just more happy that like I had good buds to, to smoke because like yeah. like most of the time people start smoking to start with stress, and like I've been lucky enough to not start there. You know, I smoked some afterwards because like you know when you start at that time, sometimes that's what you're that's just what you can get. Yeah. But then once you like realize like what, what good bud is and you like get spoiled right get, out of the gate. Didn't exactly. You? Uh -huh. Like you get spoiled so fast, you're just like oh I need that again. See, I, find that I didn't again. even know what I was smoking the first time, and I. Didn't, I felt like I wasn't even feeling it. So I, I, was, like, I was thinking, what's the big deal about this? I don't get it. See, oh, man. No, 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 we weren't like that at all. We were just, we're straight. Have you ever seen the Half Baked movie? Yeah. We're just like that. We were full blown the first time. We were full blown. <laughs> I mean, I had, it was about me, my friend James on the on the couch. Was like, he was laid out on one couch. I was laid out on this other couch. And we're just like, hey, yo. He was asking me, hey, yo, do you want to get a pizza? And I was like, yo, I'll get my shit. <laughs> and I mean that conversation went on for like about 10 minutes the same way and I think what's even more disturbing is that uh, my friend Steven and Brian I don't know how they started we had a black box right so they were watching porn so the they, they were the guys on the couch then they yeah. never left <laughs> yeah, and so they were watching that right and I guess that's not even the funniest part the best part is his mom comes downstairs Brian's mom comes downstairs and goes hey she's a Filipino woman One of, like I love her that she's like like what you boys watching X-rated <laughs> oh my god like laughing so much man so it was cool you know like it was a good first experience yeah it led to many more yeah exactly <laughs> that was good you know okay so that was the first one now after that did you did you start smoking on a consistent basis once in a while never for years what i would say um it was pretty consistent it was a pretty consistent basis for about two two and a half years and this is like like we kind of talked about it earlier off camera but it's good to bring it up again real quick it's just like um, I had to. I didn't have to, but I stopped for my junior year for like a whole year, like 365 days, and like it was not hard. It was wow. easy. I didn't. Really? I didn't have any like symptoms. Like, oh man, I'm like cold sweats. Like, no, no, no withdrawal symptoms. It was easy, but like I did smoke pretty much consecutively for two years in a row, like every day. Okay, that noise is gonna drive away my audience right out of the gate. I am so sorry, but uh, you know, we're trying to have a conversation in a business here so we stepped away helped out the customer and then uh we we returned back to carlos here we go we're back with carlos i'm bob the bud tender this is a marijuana well, that's what you were doing right bud tending the bud right now i was tending the bud yeah so you know the bud tending takes precedence precedent precedent yeah precedent in these situations because we have a business to run so let's we gotta get going because it might happen again, right? I see it in his eyes over there. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. So, um, next question. 
What do you use it for medically? Medically? This is a medical marijuana dispensary. I use it mostly for headaches, and that's because the only thing that I do for headaches, and this is ever since I was a kid, was sleep. Yeah, that's me too, yeah. actually. And, and it's just because uh, my, my grandparents are pharmacists in El Salvador. So I've actually had access to lots of different drugs over like my time growing up. Like I realized that they've been giving me Vicodin since I was like four. Like, like but I didn't realize that I was taking it. Like I realized like, oh, you have a really bad headache because you used to get migraines. Uh-huh. Give me a Vicodin and it'd go away. But I didn't know it was a Vicodin, you know, it was like yeah. from El Salvador. <laughs> so like, so then uh, after I figured that stuff out and like that, you know, I learned more about like pharmaceuticals. I realized like I didn't really need to take that Vicodin or anything to get rid of my headaches. I could just sleep and it'd be okay. And, and what age did you make that discovery? Um, that was real young. I was like six or seven. Six or seven? Yeah. So cause really? We, yeah, because my grandma lived with us for about like a year, and so she brought a lot of medicine. And then when she ran out, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, Advil doesn't work. This stuff doesn't work. Like, I'm just going to try to sleep. And like, usually it work out, you know? And then so, and then as I got older, I guess like around 10, 12, like I started learning about Advil and like what it does to your stomach and like At just... 10 or 11, you're learning about that stuff. Yeah, you know, like I was really lucky, like I don't... I, I can remember a lot of information that maybe seems like irrelevant at the time, but like my mind can actually remember it pretty well. So I, it's something that I, I just remembered. It was like a tidbit. It was the information was as like innocent as like I don't know, like what's one plus one two? You know, it, it, yeah. it's, it's it's like you know it's two. Yeah. But like, do you really know why it's two? Yeah. I don't really know why it's two. You know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of how that information was. You know, so so I just knew that that's how it worked, and that was enough for me to make that understanding. Yeah. So the pot would be easier on your stomach. No, no, like, like actually, I hadn't got to that part yet. It was okay. just that basically that's why I don't use Advil. Okay. And as I got older, what's it called? I've been having more trouble sleeping in my older age because like I work sometimes like twelve-hour shifts, thirteen-hour shifts. So like my body's just all like messed your clock's up. Your, yeah. your clock's off. Yeah. And so like so I got a like I got a headache and I can't sleep. So it's like you know maybe I can sleep a little bit with the herb. And sometimes I don't even need to go to sleep if I smoke a little bit, like not get like totally high. Like it just. Yeah. Takes away the pain. Yeah. So we, we like, need to talk off camera because it sounds like me and you share a lot of the same story. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. no, definitely, especially like. When I, I feel your pain right now. I, I mean, I feel what you're saying. And I that's what I was telling them. I was like, if I can't sleep, then I'm not gonna be able to get rid of my headaches. So it's like technically, it's kind of like insomnia, but it's not. It's not like I'm not insomniac. I'm not an insomniac. It's I just the anxiety of waking up with a headache. Yeah, or or just having a headache and I just can't go to sleep. So yeah. then like yeah. you know like you smoke a little bit beforehand, your headache goes away, you sleep. Sometimes you smoke some indica, you fall asleep, you wake up, you feel fine. Yeah. So, you know, it just seems to work good, you know, it's like works well and there's no side effects to like, you know, smoking weed. Like, I've never had any type of like rash or like stomach ache or I don't know, there just hasn't really been anything I can like, you know, like you have to be able to have something to think of something that would happen, you know, but like, like for the most part, like there's nothing that happens, you know, you wake up, you're fine. Like I'm not hungover. Like, I'm not ever high to the point where I'm stupefied and I can't function at work. I'm perhaps one of the best workers at work. And, um, and yeah, so, like, I, I like that it's, like, a lot of people call it a background substance. I can kind of see where they're coming with, yeah. with that. But, I mean, like, when I'm faded, I'm faded. I realize that. It's not in the background. I'm just, I just realize that I'm in control of what I'm doing. And I don't lose that control when I'm faded. Yeah. When I'm high, faded whatever you want to call it, like, I don't lose the control to, like, make conscious decisions. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing people need to realize is that conscious decisions, conscious decisions, excuse me, is, like, 
It's something that you can do when you're altered, when your conscious is altered. It's not that you're like inebriated. Inebriation is different. Inebriation means that you cannot do or function in your reality. Right. But when your conscious is altered, you're still conscious. It's just that you're on a different wavelength. Yeah. And so then it just is up to you to like figure out like where you're most comfortable, which wavelengths you're comfortable at, where you're your most optimum level. If you can't be honest with yourself about that, then I mean you got other things to think about. You know, like I'm not gonna smoke three blunts and go to work. I'm not gonna smoke five blunts and like use a tractor or a trailer. Like you know, I know that I may need a little more motor skills. Yeah. So it's it's like I don't know. Use it responsibly. Exactly, and it's it's the same thing with like regular Advil drugs or anything like that. They tell you use it responsibly. Why? Because it's actually dangerous for you. It's yeah. actually like it's a drug. It's a drug. Yeah. And I'm and I'm very actually like almost appalled that something like marijuana would be like classified as a drug because when you take too many advils like your liver goes bad you can have ulcers you can you can like just so many things could happen with just taking advil and it's an over-the-counter drug and until recently this has been something that you'd have to like do something illegal to get but then nothing really bad happens because of it people don't go out and kill for marijuana or people don't smoke marijuana and be like it's time to kill somebody it's time yeah. for me to go rob somebody now that I'm high and ready you know like I've actually heard that more people have died from taking Tylenol and Advil than smoking marijuana have you heard that well because uh, no one's died from smoking marijuana I was about to say the same thing <laughs> okay so before we um, run out of time tell us your favorite story that involves cannabis and a female Oh man, that's like honestly, like that's a really easy one because like I have one so vivid in my head. I used to date this Thai girl uh, when I was like about like 18 to like 21. We were together for like a few years basically, mm-hmm. and she had never smoked beforehand, so she wanted me to help her smoke. And so I was like, I'm cool with that. Her roommate wanted to smoke too, so me and two pretty ladies, mm-hmm. you know, smoking. One of them's my girlfriend. The other one's the other pretty Thai girl too. So mm-hmm. I was like, so we're smoking. I bring them some Kush and like a nice wooden piece, something easy, and like. We all get to burn up, and it's just great, you know? Like, we're just totally cool. Like, she's enjoying herself, you know? I'm around people that I love. She's around someone that, I, that you know, that she's really comfortable with. And, like, they were just so funny, you know? Like, like they're like, so what's the point of being high? Like, they're looking at me like, what's the point of being high? I was like, I don't know. What's the point of being alive? <laughs> and, then, and then they just started laughing. Like, they just couldn't stop laughing, and then they got it. They, you know what I mean? Like, like, like as, as, soon, as soon as, like, I said that, like, they were just laughing, and they understood. They're like, there is no point to being high, just like there is no point to being alive. It's like, we're just having a good time. You know, we're here to enjoy it. If you like it, enjoy it. If you don't, you don't got to smoke with me again, or you don't got to smoke ever again. Yeah. And most, um, one of her, um, my, my girlfriend actually at the time, she didn't smoke ever again, at least not with me. Yeah. But the girl smoked occasionally. So it was like they had a good yeah. time, but it yeah. wasn't for them, you know? Yeah, that's fun. So they kind of got that. So it was cool. That was a great time because, like, I don't know. Like, you can you can also, like, think about all the other, like, things that could happen. Like, when you're faded, like, oh, you know. And then she came off, and then she gave me a strip tease and the this. Like, I mean, like, you can say all these things, but, like, it was cool. It was, like, that genuine, that genuine good time and the fact that, like, you know, they were open to it. I think that's yeah. what marijuana is about. It's about the openness. Because when the first time I puffed, and this is like, I feel this is just a great segue into this, is like, I felt like everything just, I, my, my whole horizon opened up. Like, I was just like, I was open to more things. I can see how they call it a gateway drug because of that. Because, you know, like, like oh, you're, it opens yeah. up your mind to so many things. Yeah. What if this? What if that? What if this? But the thing is, like, you need to be open to all types of possibilities because mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're so, like, I don't know, in this box, if you're just in that box, 
you're never gonna really like find grow anything. and expand yeah. and, and evolve yeah and you know and like uh, I'm sorry to take it but like just for one, one more thing <laughs> you I saw that say. one you saw that one finger I, though you I know did. what that means that means that I better oh, means wrap one it up quick no, means one minute so basically, it's not 45 seconds. So. Like that, that whole situation with the with marijuana is just like it opens you up to a whole new world, and it's what you do with that world that's important. The the thing is that we don't want to keep people away from that world. I want people to just be yeah. allowed in out yeah. there. You know, but when you're in that world, do something um, something constructive. All right, that's it. That's our show. What do you think? Hmm. So I want to thank Carlos, our guest, our uh, eloquent. Uh, Patient at Sunset Junction, Victor Shapiro, Neve, Neve Kleinborg, excuse me, Neve, it's been a while. That was for Ann White Hewison, our friend who uh, videotaped and recorded that session back in March of 2010. So here we are in Brooklyn trying to uh, excavate the uh, deep crevices of our recording boxes. Brought to you by Bob, Molly, Bali in Brooklyn. Until next time.